You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to AIB Market Update. I'm Paul Ward from our customary treasury business and I'm joined today by AIB senior economist John Faddy to discuss the most recent rate increase from the ECB. And we'll also look ahead to interest rate decisions to be made by the Bank of England and the US Federal Reserve this week. John, good morning. Morning, Paul. John, the first question I would have, and it's on the back of, I suppose, look, the ECB meeting last week where they increased the deposit rate to 4%, which was the, if I have it right, the 10th increase since July 2022. The question we're being asked by customers, have rates peaked at this stage? Well, as you say, in terms of last week's meeting, uh, we got to 25 base points. That wasn't fully expected by markets. Uh, it was about 60 to 70% uh, priced in. Now, whilst the uh, European Central Bank in its meeting statement, our President Lagarde didn't explicitly say uh, that rates have peaked in the Eurozone, uh, if you look at the text of the meeting statement uh, and uh, her comments in the subsequent press conference, it, it definitely does give strong indications uh, that Eurozone rates uh, are at the peak. If you, if you look at the, the wording, you, you know, it says that, uh, considers that its key re- interest rates have reached levels that if maintained for a sufficiently long period of time, will have a substantial impact uh, on getting towards its 2% target. So, you know, yeah. while it's not definitively saying it's the peak, uh, the underlying message there is that uh, it probably could be the peak, uh, which is at 4%, which is in line with our house view, where we thought rates were going to peak. And that was a question I wanted to ask you, John. And, and in terms of the market's view, um, are we at that level as well? Yeah. So, you know, in the lead up to it, we had thought probably one more rate hike. Now, the market hadn't fully priced in one more rate hike, uh, but that was our house view. And that's what we got. Uh, and the market expectations was that 4% uh, would be the peak. So market expectations didn't really change much uh, following the meeting because the meeting statement really just confirmed what was being priced in by the markets. But, but interestingly, when you look out to next year uh, in terms of where we are, uh, yeah. where, where those market expectations are and what's priced in in terms of when you look at futures contracts, uh, you know, the market sees rates remaining at, at 4% out to the end of this year into the first half uh, of 2024. And it sees the first rate hike around the midpoint uh, of 24. Uh, and by the end of next year, it sees rates back in or around 3.25%. So net net rates on hold now out to the end of the year. So this is the peak. This is what the market's saying. Uh, and then from around uh, the midpoint of next year on, 75 base points of rate cuts uh, priced in. What I would say, though, is that uh, the extent that the market's pricing in rate cuts uh, uh, really would be our view that you'd have to see a recession in the Eurozone uh, for these rate cuts uh, to materialize. Uh, so the market might be uh, over-anticipating the degree of easing in ECB interest rates uh, next year. So just, just to cap on that then, John, so what you're saying is not only we'd have to see a fall in inflation, but a possible recession in Europe for, for those rate cuts to materialize over the next year or so, yeah? Yeah, and if you look at, well, last week we got the updated macro projections from the ECB, and if you look at what those projections basically say in terms of GDP and inflation uh, and their kind of house view on the outlook, uh, ECB expects, uh, you know, pick up, uh, inactivity uh, and the back of real income starting to improve as, as inflation starts to ease higher wages and the fact that the labor yeah. market still remains strong so you know employment growth slowing in that, uh, and that and stagflation could remain a risk uh, for the eurozone into next year 
but you know the markets really what they're expecting would be a recession type scenario uh if if you were to see rate cuts materialize versus where the ecb is at the moment and you know you would have to see you know uh contraction in economic activity through 24 uh, for rate cuts to materialize rather than just to rate cuts remain or rate uh, to remain at their current levels yeah but that, that's quite a difference between the, the 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 kind of the macro forecast from the ecb versus what the market expectation is then yeah, well, if you think about it, like if the market's expecting rate cuts, then why would the ECB be cutting interest rates? Uh, you know, the fallback in inflation is in their forecasts. Uh, so it's really a combination of falling inflation and a, and a, and a contraction in economic activity uh, for those rate cuts to materialize is what the market's anticipating. Uh, and our house view would be that, you know, a recession would be required uh, for those rate cuts to materialize. Okay, and look, before I ask you just about the euro currency itself, John, just looking in the week ahead, because there is other central bank meetings happening, um, you might just give us your sense of what's going to happen there. Yeah, so we've got a lot of central bank meetings this week, but the two ones, I suppose, from from our perspective and geographic viewpoint is the Bank of England uh, and the US Federal Reserve. So in terms of what the Bank of England, uh, we're expecting a 25 base points rate hike there. So that would bring the bank rate up to 5.5%. Uh, market expectations for the peak in UK rates have been scaled back significantly in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, at the moment, the market's expecting the peak is somewhere between 56 to 5.75%. So after the hike this week, at the most, the market expects one more rate hike from the Bank of England. Now, that's compared to a peak previously anticipated of 6.5% earlier this summer. So there's been a big reassessment uh, in terms of where the market's pricing uh, for the Bank of England. But in terms of the immediate meeting, uh, we, uh, we expect in the markets pricing in uh, a 25 base points uh, increase. Uh, but after that, then at most, the markets expecting uh, one more rate hike uh, from the Bank of England. So what the focus this week from the Bank of England will be, does it hike as expected? Uh, and then in terms of uh, the meeting statement and the minutes, you know, what sort of signals there is there for the appetite within the Bank of England to, to hike again uh, over the coming months. And John, before you go on to the Fed, do, in terms of our assumptions or house view for the UK economy next year, is it very much in line with what we expect in Europe that a potential recession could happen? Well, what we've seen with the UK economy over the last while is uh, basically you know, very modest growth. We actually got revisions to UK GDP data a few weeks back, which uh, showed GDP was a little bit stronger than expected last year. Uh, but basically, we've seen just very modest growth in the in the UK economy this year, uh, similar to the Eurozone. So, you know, when you look at most advanced economies, the outlook is for fairly subdued growth over the next two to three years. Uh, and that's because, uh, you know, we've seen aggressive pace of rate hikes. And really, there's a lag 12 to 18 months before they take full effect uh, and that's what's happening now over the next uh, year to year and a half as we move through 24 is the impact of that aggressive rate hikes uh, starts to suppress activity, which will help uh, to bring inflation under control, or at least that's the view of central banks in terms of trying to get that inflation back down closer to their respective targets, which is in around 2%. And what's your expectation then for the Fed this week? So with the Fed, we don't expect uh, a rate hike. Uh, you know, the markets, I think, attaching a very low probability. Uh, when I look at the contracts as we speak now, there is really a 1% chance is what the market's pricing in uh, for a rate hike from the Fed. Uh, so, you know, it's widely expected they leave uh, policy on hold. Futures contracts, though, indicate that the market is of the view that there's around a 50% chance 
that there could be one more rate increase before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, if you look at US data, it's been pretty strong recently, surprising to the upside of expectations. So the focus in the Fed meeting, uh, which occurs uh, over two days, Tuesday and Wednesday. So Wednesday evening after the European close, we get the policy decision there from the Fed. Uh, and if you look at what the market will be looking for, uh, you know, expectation is no change to policy. So we're really looking to see that guidance because the market's 50-50 as to whether we get another rate hike. Uh, so this is a September meeting, so it means that we get the updated interest rate dot plots from the Fed. So it'd be interesting to see uh, within those dot plots uh, whether they have another rate hike uh, in their own interest rate projections. Uh, and if you look further out then, what we're seeing is, uh, you know, markets expect that in the US we could see rate cuts in the region of uh, around 75 base points by the end of 2024. So by the end of next year, the market thinks rates could be back towards 45 to 4.75%. Uh, but the immediate thing what the market's looking for now uh, is specifically around, uh, you know, what guidance or what insight they get from the Fed uh, yeah. this week, uh, if there's a chance or what chance or what weighting they can put on uh, another rate hike before the end of the year. And can I just ask you, John, you mentioned there strong economic data recently out of the US. Is that is that what's keeping the dollar strong against sterling and against the euro? Yeah, so there's a couple of things at play there. Uh, much better than expected US data is, is definitely underpinned uh, the, 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 the dollar against sterling and the euro. And, and from a sterling viewpoint, uh, you know, the the easing back in and, and the softening in rate hike expectations has, has taken momentum out of sterling. Yeah. Uh, so in level terms, if you look where we are at the moment, you know, euro dollars below uh, 107. Uh, sterling against the dollar cable uh, is below 124. Uh, so that's reflective of the dollar uh, been in the ascendancy out there against that backdrop of, you know, much uh, better than expected U.S. data. And what's happened there then is that's played into the market expecting the potential for one more rate hike. Yeah. But also, the market is very much paired back uh, its expectations for the degree of rate cuts uh, from the Fed uh, over the next uh, two years uh, in terms of, you know, whilst it still expects uh, rate cuts next year, the degree of rate cuts over the next two years is 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 not as good, is not as high as what the market thought it was going to be. Uh, a few weeks back uh, because of that data has been surprising the upside of expectations. Uh, so, you know, that's all underpinned the dollar, which is reflected and, at those levels. And what's our range expectation for euro dollar as we kind of head towards um, Q4 and into next year, John? So I think as we move to into next year, I think one thing you look at is uh, where the market's expectations uh, around rate cuts uh, in the US uh, and rate cuts in the Eurozone. You know, it could materialize that the market hasn't priced in enough rate cuts in the US and yeah. it's priced in too much rate cuts uh, in the Eurozone. Uh, so that would be a key dynamic then in the outlook uh, for Euro dollar and, 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 you know, could see significant moves if that was to materialize. But in the immediate future, you know, we still think, you know, fairly narrow range bound trading. If you look where we are at the moment, we're down at 107. You know, as a range, we, midpoint of a range we don't see it changing drastically between 108 up to 109 maybe into into year end uh, it'd be interesting to see you know how the dollar reacts to this week's fed meeting outcome yeah. not from the perspective of the decision because there's general consensus that there won't be a rate hike so barring any major surprises there it's to what degree the fed signals rates are at their peak or if there is more of a, a, a potential for a hike you know if you were to get the message from the fed 
okay, we think we're done, we think rates are, are high enough uh, to get inflation under control, uh, then all of a sudden that could uh, impact and weigh negatively uh, on the dollar uh, and a reassessment of you know the rate outlook from a, a Fed perspective, uh, which will have a big bearing. So I think the outlook for euro dollar uh, over the next while is very much dependent on you know the monetary policy settings of their respective central banks. You know how soon do you get rate cuts from the Fed? Uh, at the moment, the market thinks you get rate cuts much sooner than expected. So that's why out to the end of the year we do have an, a slight upward bias in our euro dollar pair uh, because we. The Fed will signal a rate cut uh, much sooner than the ECB will, uh, which could help euro dollar momentum start to move back upwards towards that 109 level uh, and maybe closer to 110 uh, as we move into the first half of next year. Brilliant, John. Uh, Okay, look, many thanks for your time this morning and your valuable insights as always. And a big thanks indeed to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this podcast. As always, to stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Talk again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.